0: The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. But again, our guest tonight, we're going to be talking with Mandy Metzger-Cummings. She's the founder of Ghost Sisters. She's a rising star along with her sisters in the paranormal community. And Mandy, welcome to the show. I hope we didn't scare you away by starting the conversation with Cockroaches. I mean, that's not not a very pleasant way to start. <laughs> no, um, it is one of my phobias, but no, you're fine. Me too. I, there's something about creepy crawlies. You know, you're the you're you're the epitome of this. You'll go into dark rooms. You'll go into haunted places. You'll go into places where you hear demonic noises, if you will. That doesn't bother you, but the right bug, the right crawly, creepy crawly thing on the floor scurrying around, that'll send you out of the room. That does me. I know it does me.
1: I say, I would rather deal with the spirits than deal with the bug Our bats. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, bats, bats are just weird. Bats are just like so unpredictable, you know, the way they fly around. You just, you just uh, I don't know. I mean, they're beautiful little creatures in their ugliness. But they are just so unpredictable. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how we got off in this. I want to say hi to Pam and uh, and a bunch of other folks who are checking in. i got to switch around to the different chat rooms to say hello to people, and I'll be doing that as we get going here. Uh, but before we get talking about some of these collaborations we're going to do, Mandy, some of the things that we've got coming up, I want to learn a little bit more about you. Now, you and I have had a chance to talk. The three of us have talked with Britt. Um, but you've got a lot of, uh, experience and a lot of things going on that a lot of our audience probably isn't aware of. So I'd like to talk about that first. And the first basic, most fundamental question is how on earth did you develop an interest in all of this stuff?
1: Well, Jay, it goes way back to when I was younger. Um, you know, I had some, uh, traumatic things happen that kind of opened up doors for me. And next thing I know, I'm, uh hearing things. Uh, I wasn't seeing spirits I was younger, but I was hearing them. And uh, as I got older, everywhere I lived, I started having experiences with uh, ghosts and stuff, uh, things I couldn't explain. And I was always intrigued by uh, the things that were going on around me. And also growing up, I heard my family talking about ghost stories, um, how they had experiences with things. And I just... With everything going on, I, I just became very intrigued with it, and here I am.
0: When you know, there's a difference between becoming interested and intrigued, which many people do, and taking that next step and actually, you know, grabbing the flashlight, the K2 meter, and going into dark rooms and trying to communicate. What made you cross that threshold?
1: You know, it's it's not easy to go and do these isolations alone in in the dark. That was something that. Uh, you know, wanting to go be in the dark and do these investigations. It just, uh, I felt like I was led to do this so I could learn more about the things I had experienced growing up. And I, I just, again, I was so intrigued. I, I wanted to know more about, you know, the afterlife. So, you know, I started up the team and we we started off at the Mansfield Reformatory prison here in Ohio. and soon as i went to this and did an investigation it wasn't a private one it was a a public investigation and at that time i hadn't started at the team yet but my sister chastity had gone with me and after that investigation i was i was just like this is what i'm meant to be doing and it wasn't even a week later i contacted my sister and i said I'm starting up a team and you're joining me.
0: Okay, so and she was like give us a time frame. How how long ago was that? A couple of years ago? Longer?
1: No. This would have been October 2017.
0: Okay. So about yeah, about six years ago. So uh when you contacted your sisters and said, Hey, we're going to do this and we're going to do it a lot. So we're going to form a team here. We're, we're, we're going to call it Ghost Sisters. Maybe you didn't have that name in the beginning. I don't know how that worked. But what was their reaction? Were they like, Mandy, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Or were they, Let's do it.
1: Well, actually, Bobby Joe, she did not join the team until about two and a half years ago. Now, Chastity, she's been on my team since six years ago. She started with me from right from the beginning. And Bobby Joe came on later. We actually have had um, different females on the team with us that were not um, our sisters, actually, but they were on the team for a while and then they kind of went off and started doing their own thing. And for the past, well, I think it's been almost two years now, uh, we have been just us three. And I, I feel like I'm meant to leave it where it's at. With us three, because, you know, ghost sisters, it just seems right. My biological sisters. And, yeah, and we love it. We travel all over the states. And we love it.
2: Which one are you of the three? Are you the middle, the oldest, or the youngest?
1: I am the middle.
2: The,
0: middle. <laughs> the troublemaker. Got it. <laughs>
2: yes. Yes. No.
0: Makes sense yeah. now.
2: All right. That could be fun. So what's it like? I mean, you guys, y'all grew, grew up together. Did you guys get along growing up or were you guys fighters? Did you give your parents gray hair or were you just lovely angels?
1: Oh, gosh, we were uh, heathens. <laughs> we <laughs> we were a school because my mom had five children. There was two boys, three girls. And, you know, it, it was just we were all we're all close in age. I mean, it's literally we are that close in age, all of us. And my mother had her hands full we we really uh being sisters we argued all the time all the time and we still do out in the field we'll be out in the field and we just it, it's not like really bad or anything but we just disagree a lot on things
2: i mean but, are, are, you know. are we gonna have to keep y'all in separate rooms
1: no <laughs> huh? no
2: okay no it's not we'll have like to get, we'll have to but, the boxing gloves
1: energies do affect me um a lot when i go to these locations and they it's if i'm around um anything that's negative it will affect me and this has happened to me multiple times where i had to kind of like step outside because my sister i started noticing i would get angry towards her because i was being affected by something something negative that was around me it, 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 i've had it happen quite a lot i'm just like okay I, i've got to remove myself, (laughs) but that was the most that ever happened. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Interesting.
0: Mandy, did your sisters experience the same things as a child growing up? As you said, from place to place, as you were living, you were having these phenomena occur to you. Were your sisters experiencing the same things growing up?
1: You know, my sister Chastity, when we were kids never once mentioned anything that I can remember uh, I don't even really recall Bobby Joe saying anything. I used to say stuff to my mother, you know, about things that I would hear and, and to my father, because, uh, our older brother was killed. So he had passed away when he was 15 and we were five years apart. Oh, wow. I was really close with my brother and he was the first one to come to me and let me know that he was around me. So. After he had passed away, I ended up taking over his room, and I would hear someone walking around in this room. I would the radio would turn up and down. I was experiencing all kinds of things, and I knew I knew it was my brother. And as I became older in my teenage years, like when I was 18, I started really having a lot of experiences in um, the house that I ended up moving into, and crazy stories, supernatural things going on that I if i was to tell you guys i don't know that you would believe me because the stories that i <laughs> tell you are just so you, crazy
2: you just said that your you said that your brother was killed like yes. like you killed not passing away not okay so suddenly so do so, you do you feel yeah. does does he help you at all from the other side i you know
1: he has not uh, once well, he he actually actually he saved me. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but uh, in 1998, my house almost caught on fire, and it was uh, my brother was trying to warn me, and he did this on his birthday, May 7th, and this was 1998, and I knew something was going on with him because, like my my kids' toys would go off all the time, and just the TV was doing weird stuff, um, cable like. We had cable back then, you know, the bigger TVs, and and um, the TV would just go black, and right. letters and stuff just go crazy on my TV. And I'm like, what is going on here? So one time, uh, I didn't know this, but I felt like rearranging my living room. Uh, something was like, I felt this urge, uh, you need to rearrange the living room. And if I would not have rearranged this living room, I would not have noticed uh, there was a plug that was melting in the wall, and it was catch—it was about to catch on fire. But prior to that, my uh, on my brother's birthday, 1998, May 7th, my TV had went black, and my brother's name went crazy across the TV, and I was so scared. It stayed on for 45 minutes, and two other people witnessed it, and. My mother was freaking out. She thought um, something bad was going to happen, which, yeah, if if, he wouldn't have been warning me. And I think he was the one that was giving me that, you need to rearrange so you, you know what's going on. Because if I would not have moved my entertainment stand, we wouldn't have seen this plug was melting. There was an awful smell and we couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And once I rearranged my living room, the plug was melted in the wall, and they said our house could have caught on fire.
2: Wow. Yes, electricity is very unforgiving when it goes south. Um, so so that you feel that that was him telling you. How do you – I mean, was that only because the TV, the name going around? It wasn't like he was like, Mandy, get up, go. <laughs> no, it wasn't. In, it
1: in wasn't, your head. Uh, I just kept it was weird. It was like I, it was was just like a sense of urgency. Like I needed to do this. It was, it was like I couldn't put anything aside. I needed to hurry up and rearrange the living room. And, you know, I, this was after his name went on the TV, but I didn't realize this until like a day or two later. I was getting that urge to rearrange my living room.
2: Do you, do you think that, um, like when you're off, like when you we go to this hospital or you're off doing, do you ever think he's like just hovering around in the background, just making sure you don't get too deep into some poop, you know, messing with the wrong, you know, whatever entity, do you think that he might be there bodyguarding you at all?
1: I think uh, my brother and my father's around me when I'm out there because, um, I mean, I've came across some darker things, uh, but nothing's ever harmed me. I've had some bad things follow me home from the place that we're going to be going to, but nothing intense, nothing's ever like left huge scratches on me, pushed me or you know anything like that because I feel like I'm I feel like I'm being protected when I'm out there. I don't say anything before I go into a location. I just I just feel like I'm protected when I'm out there.
2: Interesting. Do you do you have like a- uh, and forgive me for my ignorance in this world that you're in because I'm as sensitive as a brick um, do you have like do you feel like do you like have spirit guides or or, or anybody that's kind of helping guiding you giving you hand saying look over here and are they is it do you think it's the same person that's following you or is each location you go to got something different going on different energy different spirits different whatever we're dealing with?
1: I think it's um, different locations has different things going on and i I don't know if it's the same spirit guide that's with me that i feel like might be protecting me i don't know i just know I, I don't really run across anything that that's harmed me like some people you know they've been scratched really bad which doesn't always mean that it's something demonic it could just be I a know. spirit trying to get your. but a lot of people depended on the situation where you're at and what happened at the location they're going to take it as it could have been something demonic you know
2: well demonic I've just never- demonic Demonic drives clicks, which makes them money. So everything's demonic. So the demonic stuff is very, 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 very rare. Like probably ninety nine point nine percent of the people, like, oh, it's demonic? It's not demonic. It's just another. It's just a grumpy ghost. They're old. They're grumpy. Come on, get off my lawn.
1: I feel how we are in this life. Um, when you pass away, that's how you are in spirit, if you're still here. So if you're an angry old man, you're going to be angry in spirit. You're, you're someone like who's KG. funny, outgoing. Yeah. You, the way you guys are now, you know, if you're still hanging around when you pass, you guys are going to be just like you
2: are. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I, I feel sorry for heaven when JV gets up there because he's going to whip that shit into order as we become profitable. <laughs> and then he's going to try and figure out a way to sell it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Mandy, um, having experienced tragedy in your family, uh, do you think that families that go through that somehow develop a, a greater awareness of the, of, of the other side or, or a sensitivity to it? Do you think that's somehow one of the reasons that you are a medium and do the things that you do? And do you think other families that experience tragedy have, have similar experiences that kind of opens them up to stuff like that?
1: Yes, whenever, you know, there's been lots of stories and people talking about uh, traumatic experiences that they had, like near-death experiences. Um, other, there's other cases of different traumatic experiences people's had as a child um, that opens doors. And sometimes them doors aren't meant to be open, but when these things happen, they it, they just open that door for you. And whether you shut it down or not, I apparently didn't shut it down. Um, they also say when you're younger, you know, everyone is um, born with the gift. They they can sense things, you know. But over time, they, some people shut it down because as a child, if you're telling your parents you're witnessing, you're seeing something in your closet or or something, you know, scaring you. Your parents most likely tell you it's your imagination. And over time, you will shut that down because you believe that it's just your imagination. Me? that wasn't the case for me. No one ever said to me it was my imagination and because my family always talked about ghost stories. My grandmother, my aunts, my mother. And so it was just something that was uh, told in our family.
2: Do you think that that's Possibly why now today we're seeing a proliferation, and probably back maybe twenty years now, maybe a little longer. But just there's more and more of medium psychics, the 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 acceptance of the spirit world and being able to communicate, and uh, within our culture, the Judeo Christian Western culture. I mean, the the Native Americans, Indians. Uh, uh, I mean, they did all their stuff with their peyote sweat huts and reaching out to the other side. But but for us. It wasn't until TV and these ghost stories, and you know, Twilight Zone, that allowed us to kind of accept and talk about this. Because it used to be, little Johnny, you don't have an invisible friend. Here, eat some drugs and go to the insane asylum. Or even with some people today, especially in the more religious communities, uh, maybe not. I shouldn't say that's not fair. But, you know, it's here, Johnny, take some Ritalin and sit down and shut up and learn your ABC, you know. But there's more of us that are more accepting and letting our kids run with that imagination. Is that do you think that's more of a modern thing, and that's why we have we seem to have more of it now, and we don't burn them at the stake?
1: <laughs> I do. I think it's become an acceptance to people now. They're coming out more with it. They're not being afraid to show, you know, their true self. And you know, I worked in law enforcement for eight years. Do you know how hard this was for me uh, working in law enforcement? Everyone knew what I was doing. Um, they knew that I was communicating with spirits. They knew I was, um, giving people readings and that was hard on me, but I just said, you know what? I don't care. So I do feel like, um, if I would have done this 20 years ago, I, it might not have been the same, you know, people might've been looking at me like I was really crazy or something.
0: So Man- crazy. Mandy, were you, were you a cop? Were you a police officer?
1: I was a corrections officer for eight years.
0: officer, so you're probably familiar with Britt then. Hey, why? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen his face? You in know, a, in, a, in, a, in a lineup somewhere or any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: hey. a, you don't even look <laughs> Yeah.
2: So, so, so true story, true stories. Because I was on Ghost Hunters, people will come up to me and they'll go, because I'm not famous enough for them to go, oh, Donald Trump, or you know, somebody who's super yeah, Tom Cruise or whatever it's like I I know you from some where did we go to I always go prison 98 we share to sell I literally drop that on people they'll go I was never in prison and then I go no ghost hunters but I did that once to somebody and it was this was uh this was in LA and he was like hey you look good and uh and he had the the tattoos and he was rougher kid and I go prison 98 he goes awesome it wasn't false, but whatever the, the local—it was Chino actually. He goes, "Oh, Chino, which is a big prison out here." I was like, "No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding." But uh, yeah, I do that to people a lot, and it throws people for a loop. Yeah,
0: well, it threw me for a loop.
2: Uh, some people have to think about it. Was that? What, I, I want to ask. Here?
0: I want to ask Mandy a question from chat uh, just before I move on here. But uh, Mary Grace wants to know if there were any other mediums or sensitive, gifted, sensitive people in your family lineage. Uh, Mandy, you mentioned your mom and your grandmother and you you said that they were accepting of all of this. But were they sensitive as well?
1: You know, I've I've been finding out a lot of things since uh, coming out with me being a medium and, you know, everything I've been doing. My sister, Chastity, had a reading uh, from a psychic. And she said that lady told her that our great, great, great grandmother was a medium. Because I always wondered, I, I've always asked my mother, are you sure no one in the family's been able to do what, what I do? And, and she's like, I, I, she doesn't recall it, you know. But I do know that there's family of mine that uh, the women have told me that they, they've heard spirits talking to them. So the, uh, my mother has uh, dreams sometimes, and then uh, it happens. So she has premonitions She has seen spirits too, but they just don't do like I do. My sisters are sensitive too, but not to the extent I guess you would say that I am.
0: Mandy, uh, the other day, I don't remember which day it was, uh, on, par- on the paranormal reality TV, Facebook page, we put a poll up and the poll, and I'm just going to paraphrase it because I don't remember the wording exactly, but basically the question was, what is a ghost? And there were a f- couple options there. One was it's the, uh, it's the, it's the spirit or soul of a human that's passed on. Uh, another option was it's an interdimensional being of some sort. Another option is it's a time slip anomaly, um, crossover of some kind and then another option was an extraterrestrial being and then there was an other category because those are all theories that people have proposed uh, to try to explain this activity that we call ghostly activity. What are your thoughts? What do you think it that when we go out and ghost hunt, what are we actually looking for, talking to, seeing?
1: Well, it's energies. There's, you know, this is just your uh, meat sack right here. You know, you're, you're made of energy. <laughs> everything is like energy so you know when you pass away it's energy out there and that's why when you're out in the field you know spirits have to have energy to uh, manifest to show themselves or to communicate with you it takes a lot of energy for them to move things or to um, even to say a word to you you know that everything's energy energy for them
0: your sister's uh, when they got involved and in, in, in Ghost, Ghost Sisters got started, the three of you, um, what types of cases did you look at? Did you take anything that you could because you were so eager? Or do you have specific uh, criteria that you look for before you you set out on an investigation?
1: Um, interesting that you say that because we actually did. We When we first started, we would go to these places that you would pay to get into, you know, um, we started taking on cases, residential cases for anybody. They would send us a message um, saying, "Oh, we, we got so and so going on," and it got to the point where I said, "We cannot take on all these cases. It's got to be emergencies only." But, you know, but starting out, you you don't realize all that in the beginning. You learn as you go that you should only be taking on, in my opinion, emergency cases only because you can't take on all these. And you know, anyone messaging you saying, uh, "We we think someone's." Uh, we got a ghost, or someone's watching me. You know that's not enough. I, I I need more. It has to be an emergency. You you would have to be fearful to be in your place, and and possibly show me some evidence if you could. But it never was like that in the beginning.
2: <laughs> I remember before um before ghost hunters came on TV, and what was that October of 04? That's how far back I go. Jesus. I joined an organized team about a year before Ghost Hunters, the TV show, became a thing. Um, And I remember sitting around at the Starbucks coffee shop down in San Diego, trying to figure out how are we going to get into this place? How are we? And and, you know, and and for people to send us a message took a lot because this was before Ghost Hunters, the TV show. This was like you know was you kept it in the closet, so to speak. And people didn't really talk about it. And if you did, people really thought you were crazy. So for us being an organized team, they really thought we were crazy. And it took a lot to get in. And, and like you said, we would pretty much almost take anything because there wasn't a lot to choose from. And then trying to get into the, 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 into the um, more notorious places, uh, that was a little easier. But they wanted money. And then they still questioned the hell out of you about what you're doing. But then Ghost Hunters happened. And it's like, open the floodgates because here it came. And then we really had to triage everything we did. And you're right. It was literally, I mean, I literally had a homeowner tell tell me and Dave. Dave was the guy that we I ran the team with back then. Um, literally told us, depending on what you tell me is whether I sell this place or not. Like, they're going to make a major life financial decision on something that we're doing as a hobby. And, you know, we're still winging it, trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work, what this all means. They're going to like sell their homes or... Moved to I mean it was it was it was a crazy surreal time back then and it was I mean we could have investigated twice a day every day 365 days a year so you really had to triage it and now it's a little different but but you're right in the beginning it was slim pickings, and now it's like ugh. okay your head not hasn't been removed okay we got to hold you off when your head's removed then let us know then we'll come out and investigate
0: Mandy, anyway, we, we've talked we've talked we've talked about the fact that you're a medium. <laughs> uh you do you actually do readings and, and offer mediumship services to people as well as being a ghost uh investigator, right? You do that too? Yes.
1: Yes, I do.
0: How often do you do that as opposed to going out on the road and investigating haunted locations?
1: I read people uh sometimes it's three, four days a week. Um I get a lot of customers during the week. Um, I also do mediumship parties. So I will go and do really big groups of people uh, for their families. Um, that's my living, that's that's what I do. Cause I, I, I stopped working in law enforcement to continue doing what I'm doing over here full time with my mediumship. I've always done the investigations full-time, even when I was full-time in law enforcement. So, But now, I don't have to worry about uh, being held over at work on a Friday. Well, which that had happened a lot. But, you know, I don't have to worry about that. If I want to get up and take off during the week, I can go. And I can schedule things around my time, my hours, you know, what works for me.
0: The other day, I saw you do a live stream. I actually think I caught the recorded after-the-fact version of this live stream you did where you sat down And you said, This is my upcoming schedule. And then you proceeded to list, I don't know, 40 investigations that you've got something crazy. I'm like, How can Mandy do all of this? She's everywhere. And you're doing something every weekend, Uh, which is great. I mean, obviously, we all enjoy this and we all love it, is one of the reasons we all do it. But you are all over all the time and you don't get burned out? No,
1: it's my passion. When it's your passion and you love doing what you do, you know, it, it, I I don't get burned out. I can't speak for others, but it's just, I love it. I love going out there. I love um, finding evidence. You know, I love communicating with the spirits. I just love talking to them. Does Before, it, I was scared. I ain't going to lie to you. I was scared.
0: Does it take energy? I mean, I know, like... For me personally, and and, uh, like Britt, I'm as sensitive as a brick. Britt and I come from the, we need gadgets in our hands. We need our ears and eyes to see it or hear it because the sensitivity part just does not happen for us. It really doesn't. Although I will say when we were at the Rhodes Hotel, I think it was Britt. There were a couple things, times where the hair was standing up in the back of my neck and I couldn't explain why. So I guess that in itself is a bit of a sensitivity. However, um, when something very traumatic happens during an investigation Even the two of us who don't have it on a mediumship level or a psychic level, you know, it's draining. It's really, really draining at times Uh, because, as you said, it's all energy and these spirits will draw energy from you when you're investigating. Uh, And that, I mean, that can wipe you out. Uh, How do you deal with that?
1: Well, you know, prime example just over the weekend, I was in Kentucky investigating and I. I was up all day, um, all all night. I drove from this location. We left at 4.30 in the morning. I did not get home until 8 a.m. I went to sleep for like three hours, got up, and then I had to go do a big mediumship party. I don't know how I do it. I just have a lot of energy, and the spirits, they just feed off me.
0: You must have <laughs> a lot of another... I do. I, I don't even...
1: They said to me when I went to the party, they said, "You've been up all night investigating. We were watching you, and you don't look like you've uh, you don't look like you're tired."
0: Well, I, 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 <laughs> I ha-
1: like well. I'm- yeah,
0: I, I have to admit, when you were listing all the places you were going to be, and, and I, I'm also envisioning all the travel that re- was required for you to be in all those different places, and I'm like, wow, she's got a ton of energy. I don't know how she does it.
2: Do you drink coffee? We're gonna be. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah I drink uh I always drink uh, two big cups of coffee in the morning and that's
2: it yeah so. and that's it and then you're off to the races so no red bull no monster energy no cocaine you know stuff nothing like that <laughs> oh boy what <laughs> yeah. JV stop stop yeah. shaking your head JV you knew what you were getting into when you invited uh, me to do this interview with you I
0: know I did I did uh Mandy I want to just touch on this and then I want to move on but um, we a lot of mediums will use the this the second word a little, they use it differently, but the word psychic, do you, do you consider yourself a psychic in addition to a medium?
1: Uh, I, I got a little bit of everything. I'm just going to tell you, um, I don't call myself a psychic medium, but I know that I have those abilities. I'm also a physical medium because I can feel what happened to spirit. And when I'm giving people readings, I can feel um, things that are coming up for them or things that are going on with them right now.
0: So Let's I, talk about... Yeah, let's talk a little bit about investigations. Obviously, we've got three, I think, that we're scheduled to collaborate on, and we're going to get to to those in a minute. But one of the things, other than watching videos of you investigate, we haven't investigated together. What are the types of things you like to do? What equipment do you like to use during an investigation? And uh, what impresses you the most as far as uh, evidence that you gather?
1: Well, we do have some um, interesting spirit boxes. Um, A lot of people... You know, they most people use spirit boxes, and some don't. But I really like using the uh, spirit boxes because you can get some intelligent responses. And you know, when we ask a question, and when they're saying your name through the spirit box, to me, that's really you know compelling evidence to me. You know, when you capture that EVP on a recorder, you know, that's to me, that's it's really good evidence and you know, at the cat ball. I like to use the cat balls because you literally have to go over and touch the cat ball. You can't uh, it's not as picked up by sensor movement. Well, if there is vibrations around it, it will go off because the cat ball. Can however, be kind of sensitive, but
2: however, to but if you put mul- if you put multiple cat balls out and or multiple K2s out or multiple rim pods out and only one goes off in the middle of the damn room and everything else doesn't go off. How is that happening? That's why That's why I believe you use a lot of electronic stuff and that rules out. Because if everything goes off at once, you know, a truck just hit the building or somebody keyed up a big-ass radio. or, But if just one in that corner or in that little over there, but this over here doesn't. And like we, JV, like we did, like we experienced at the Rhodes Hotel, I think we had, what, we had seven K2s, three rim pods, and a handful of cat balls out. And literally it was like just ping, ping-ponging around different areas up and down the, the, the hallway that was like six rooms, I think, three on each side. Oh, eight rooms, four on each side. It's a pretty long stretch of probably, I don't know, 10-yard, 12-yard worth of space. And it was just hitting random spots. And there is no way that was coming from something from the outside of the building, something. It was just weird and cool. And and the, the other cool thing is our sucks and cool at the same time, our digital recorders we had out, half of them didn't record. They were recording. There's a file there. There's just no sound when all that activity was going on. Like it just cut out, gone. So what's that all about? I've- but that's the, yeah, that's the cool thing about using more than just one device in my personal opinion. And you have to, you have to use a lot of them to rule out the hit, like you're just saying. But the cat balls are pretty cool because you're right. You can't set them off with a walkie talkie.
1: You're talking about the Rhodes Hotel. I got, we actually captured some really, really interesting evidence there. We had a camera, a night vision camera set up in the ballroom and, um, the guy who does the tours, um, I'm friends with him, but I forget his name, Mike, Mike, but Mike, yeah, Mike, he was telling us there, um, in that ballroom, there is a lamp that always turns on and off and he's captured it on the security cameras. So we thought, well, we're going to set up a, you know, night vision camera in the ballroom. And we did, we had somebody, a skeptic this This is interesting. We had a skeptic with us. It was a guy. He was watching the cameras while we were out there investigating. Well, I took a quick break, and I went over and I stood in front of the cameras. And when I'm standing there and he's watching these cameras, he notices something, and he's and he, you know, he goes back, plays it back. And sure enough, we captured this apparition walking by the ballroom and it was none of us. Nobody was in there. And it looks headless.
0: Mandy, which, one's the, like which one is the ballroom? I'm not sure we know which one the ballroom in is.
1: Uh, did, did Mike ever tell you guys about the lamp, where the lamp was? Did was he bl- on and off. The I don't remember
0: that story, Britt. Do you?
1: It was the area where you walk up to the um, say they would check into the hotel okay. right there.
0: That main The main room there. The big the big main room. Oh, the room, room we set yeah. up in. The where we use that as a command center when we set up, yeah.
1: That's where we captured this. It, it literally mm. looked like um something with no it was an apparition with you couldn't see anything from the neck up. Oh wow. And it was wow. by and this, the skeptic was like, you know, what in the world? He was really blown away. We we even tried to reenact it and to to see if this was really what we were seeing. And you Mike. He came out and he helped us. He, We had him walking by, you know, going by, and it was not a person. Did not look right. like nobody. So was, did your was...
2: skeptic become a believer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Isn't it fun when the skeptics have their come-to-Jesus meeting right in front of you? They see that thing Mm -hmm. they can't explain and their whole head. It's like their eyes are just going to their brains. Like (laughs) you start to smoke. And what am I, 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 my, my whole life of, I'm a skeptic. I don't believe in this shit, but they explode right in front of you. It's amazing. He's
1: on the paranormal team
0: now. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Um, I want to get to a couple quick questions from chat here. Uh, Blue Topaz wants to know, uh, Mandy, when you, as a medium, how do you see spirits when, when you're talking or having a communication how do you see them? Is it, is it mentally? How does it work for you?
1: So, you know, if spirits want me to see them with my eyes, like I'm seeing you guys, I will see them, but usually it's in my third eye. It's like a movie playing for me. So I I don't always see them. Like I see um, you guys. And it's just like I'm channeling and, they're showing me images of what they look like. And, you know, spirits are funny because they show me how they want me to see them. So if I got an old man communicating with me, sometimes he'll show me images of how he looked when he was younger.
2: I mean, I would do man. that. <laughs> if I'm showing you who I am, I'm gonna pick the best me Now I may even pick the dude two doors over that was a hell of a lot better than me. Yes, this is me right here. I'm Brock Hudson or whatever. <laughs>
1: And it's funny because I've had this happen a lot and I'm like, okay, he's really flirty. He doesn't want to show his true self and, you know, and he just showed me images of what he looked like in his younger years.
0: So I have to point out uh, Mary Grace in our chat room in, uh, she's in the Twitch chat room said, uh, JV, maybe it was the head of the apparition in the ballroom that appeared in the upstairs door that you saw. Now, uh, Mandy, when, when we stayed at the Rhodes hotel I, I'm assuming you stayed, slept there. We slept there. We slept in, you did not. Well, we did. And no. one of the experiences I had was that when I was, uh, going to sleep, I was in the first room at the top of the stairs to the right, the very first room when I, I was the first night we were there, I was get, uh, going to sleep and out of the corner of my eye, all the doors had uh glass transoms, you know, those glass windows above the door that they can open and close for ventilation. Uh, out of the corner of my eye, I swore I saw somebody's head peek up and look in the room. And I thought, oh, damn Brit, what the hell he's trying to do? You know, he's screwing around. hes I'm going to hear a I'm knock on the door.
2: Honest. I want to see you naked, JV. I was, I, you know,
0: I expected something to happen and nothing happened and no one had done that. So uh, if I actually did see something, again, it was out of the corner of my eye. Um, Mary Grace was suggesting that maybe that was the head of the apparition that you saw that was headless. That's kind of an interesting connection.
1: Yeah.
0: So nice uh, catch. It, nice catch.
1: We, we, we actually think it was a woman that was, um, a woman was short. She It was really short. It wasn't like child size, but maybe 5'2". Short.
2: Five, five two minus the well. head? Yes. So 5'2", at the shoulders.
1: Yes. So maybe mm. she would have been 5'5". She would have been my height with the head
0: right (laughs) interesting um
2: you know and that was a brothel and had some i mean i went through some rough time i mean who knows there could have been some crazy you know stuff that happened there maybe uh maybe you know maybe someone was dismembered or at least beheaded for not providing the proper services uh, or for ratting out
0: robert
1: or didn't have enough energy to manifest its full self you know what i mean the true form of it but you've seen someone walking and it was like translucent looking. Um, it wasn't like us. It, it was a definitely it looked like a person walking.
0: Robert in our Facebook chat wants to know what you think the most reliable spirit box is. Do you have a particular one that you like to use the most?
1: I've got two that I love. I have the ink box. It is an old uh, boom box. Can I show you guys real quick? Yeah, sure.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, grab it.
1: It's right here. So, This is an old 80s boom box.
0: Oh, no, hold on. Oh, because, my yeah. god, I used
1: to have one of oh,
0: those. Oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Does it take yeah. D
1: batteries or uh, yeah. batteries? Uh, D,
0: D, <laughs>
2: of no,
1: no, course. Nice is
0: that modified? Is that modified to be a spirit box?
1: Yes, and um, it you can even get cassettes and when you're out in the field and it will record just like a tape recorder, sure, and yeah. It has the FM station, it has a sweep one and sweep two. It's amazing, This I'm I'm telling you, this is a wonderful device right here. And, you know, Katie Stafford made this. So there's another one and it is the intercom box and it is a direct link. So if I want to, when I'm in the field, I can um, use it as a direct link. And uh, Jay Prather made that device and i love it too.
0: Now you we were you were doing really you did a stream not long ago where you were testing a new piece of equipment. You had i can't even remember exactly but you had something on your head or whatever. What was that?
1: That is the brainwave also made by Katie Stafford. But yeah, the brainwave is something that i was able to get and there's only maybe 3 people that i know of that has them and it's amazing what it what it's doing is it is connect. It connects to a spirit box that does not have a sweep. It's just the uh, FM station, and it has a sensor that you put on your head, and it has this dot right here in the middle. It's like the sensor, and it clips to your ears. Um, I think it's more sensors here for your ears, and it's raiding my mind. So whatever I'm thinking is coming through the, the spirit box, and I can literally use my mind to make make it go faster like the sweep starts off really slow but when i start focusing i can speed up the the box like faster sweep it's it's truly amazing it's different and i'm still trying to figure out you know different ways to use it in the field um so far i've come up with you know someone asking me questions but I don't hear them, they'll, they'll be in another room and I'm tuning in the spirit to see channeling and see what I get, and it comes to the spirit box. That's just one of the ways we've been uh, testing it out in the field.
0: So uh, Britt, Pam in, I think uh, she's in the, yeah, the Facebook chat wants to know what our favorite devices are. Uh, what's yours? Do you have one that you like most above all, Britt?
2: No, um, I like them all because they all serve a distinct purpose. Um, but in general, what we did at the Rhodes Hotel with all the different devices that we have, we spread them out. That's, that technique is what I like the most. It's just you put as much equipment out. I'm going to actually back up for a second here because um, I saw a comment that Slacktastical uh, said in there about, well, Britt, if, ha- if, if he has all the stuff, out, he's going to be too focused on the equipment not pay attention. And I learned uh, – actually, Grant Wilson taught me this lesson. And I would get so into the lights and flashy things, I would miss stuff happening. So what I've learned to do is you put all the equipment out and then you step back and let the equipment do its thing. And then you focus on what's going on in the room. And the lights going off or the noises going up will then draw your attention when you need to look in that direction. So stop staring at the equipment, let the equipment do what it needs to do. And then you get to actually experience like how we saw that, whatever the hell that thing was in. And uh, where was that, the thing, the shadow thing that crawled up the wall and down the ceiling at us? And That was Rolling was that? Hills. Um,
0: that was at Rolling Hills. Thank you, Rolling We saw that.
2: Rolling Hills. You know, we, I would have missed that before because I'd have been too right. focused on equipment. Yeah. So to pick one is hard. It's like trying to pick your favorite child. I mean, I have one, but I'm not going to tell <laughs> but, um But uh, you can't pick... It's more about the technique and you use everything that you have in your grab bag. There is no reason when you go out to investigate an area to leave anything back at command center or in the trunk or in the bag. Put it all out because you never know where the activity is going to happen at. Like, like Mandy was saying, it takes a lot of energy for these spirits to do what they're going to do. And it would really suck if you have the K2, the rim pod and whatever else over on one side of the room. And then you have four K2s and three rim pods sitting in the bag that turned on and the entity does its thing in the closet. That you're not covering, that you don't, have you know. So put it all out, and then step back, and then do your thing. That's so to pick one is is hard. Is hard. I, I want them all. I want it all. Yeah, and I, I want gonna... that boombox that Mandy has. That's been. yeah. I, I think want that, that is want so that cool. That is thing. so
0: cool. I just I just want to say, just my answer is pretty much the same as Britt. But I, I will say the most important thing to me is ears and eyes. And you can't. The problem with ears and eyes is that I can see something or hear something, and then I can go downstairs and tell everybody about it, but without any type of evidence, it just lacks that what that additional uh substantiation that makes it real it's real to me but, but but having that something else to substantiate it whether it's a k2 meter whether it's a uh a video camera or an audio recorder or a cat ball that just adds that one more element that allows somebody else to understand the experience that i had
2: however the Neuralink is coming and oh, we may go. have that that we may have that USB port in the back of our neck that we can just plug into and download our experience, and therefore it might actually go from a personal experience to a something that you can actually can document share. that's not that that can't be um, manipulated.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to run out of time here, so I want to move on. Time. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't want to keep Mandy all night. You heard her schedule; it's crazy. Um, but I want to. She has to- a lot
2: of energy. Oh. <laughs> I oh,
0: want. <laughs>
1: Talk more. I'm
0: good. All right. Well, I want to talk about the some of the collaborations we're going to be doing. Uh, the first one we've got coming up, and this this uh, this was something that we actually didn't even approach Ghost Sisters about. But at, in talking about doing it, we're like, hey, this will work perfect if you guys can come help us out on this because it's massive and it's th- it's the uh, Bailey Seton Hospital on Staten Island, uh-huh. New York. No. Now, Can't wait. when you look at this building it's the Prison. it's the right side it's the it's the right wing that's the abandoned wing that we are going to be investigating in the main building in the center and the part on the left is, is are still occupied it's it's the right side and then there's another building in the back which is actually it's gorgeous it looks like it was built in the late 19th century it's gothic looking it's really really cool and that was their psych ward uh and it's those areas that we're going to be investigating in. Now, Mandy, this place is huge. When you see a, even the, even though we're only going to be doing about a third of it, when you see something that large, I mean, what goes through your mind as far as how are we going to cover this?
1: Well, you know, I I do feel like how are you going to cover something so big? Um, You just got (laughs) to try to hit every location that you can. Try not to spend too much in one area, you know, maybe do 15, 20 minutes over here, you know, just that's how I do it. I try to go to every location if possible. But then you get caught up where you might be having so much going on in one area that you don't, you know, you're not able to get cover the whole place.
0: Yeah, and I think Britt Brit, Brit and I have been strategizing about this and how we're going to cover. Now, we have got, uh, obviously, Britt and I, we've got uh, Mandy, Bobby Joe, and Chastity, the Ghost Sisters. And we've got, I think, four people coming from Sector 12 Paranormal who we worked with when we investigated the New Egypt Museum in, in uh, New Egypt, New Jersey. They're coming in. So what's that, seven, nine? That's nine people plus our tech crew, plus our crew. Um, so there's nine of us.
1: So what, we, what, what you guys could do is take half of us on one side, cover as much as you can, and then at some point throughout the night, switch and just see, you know, if – so that way everybody has an opportunity to try to, you know, be able to get through the whole place. Right.
0: Right. And uh, the other uh, challenge we're going to have is the fact that, again, it's so big that our equipment uh, is going to limit us. When I say equipment, I mean our filming equipment, our wireless wireless equipment that allows us to live stream the investigation. That's going to limit us a little bit. So we're going to do a mixture of uh, the live stream stuff, and then we're going to send teams out and record some stuff and bring that back and replay it uh, when it's appropriate. So there's going to be a lot going on. This is going to be not only an investigative challenge for for those of us to do the investigations, but it's going to be a technical challenge for our tech team and our film, our our. our uh, cameraman and, and the whole crew. It's going to be quite an experience, but it's going to be it's going to be exciting. This place has had ghost act uh, reports of ghostly activity even before it was abandoned that 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 wing was abandoned. They were ha- they were talking about patients seeing things and nurses seeing things and doctors seeing things. This history goes back over 100 years of reports of paranormal phenomena, Mandy.
1: I've never been to we've not been to upstate New York yet, so this is big for us. We've not done an investigation there. I, I've never been that direction. so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you're in for a anyway. treat. You're in for quite a treat. Oh, boy. Um, I, I want-
2: and not only... Here's the other thing. We're going to do that big, 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 all-encompassing, holy crap investigation. And then we're going to do that Friday, Saturday. And then we're going to take a day off, which is really not a day off, but a day off. And then Monday, Tuesday, do another investigation, and then a day off, and then another investigation. I mean,
0: Yeah, we're going to be... We're gonna be, like be like Mandy. We're gonna be like Mandy. We're gonna be all over the place. Yeah, you might be like me. So
2: but the problem is, Mandy's yeah. half our age. <laughs> I don't have that energy anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I need my nap.
0: So, so Mandy, that that's what we're doing. What we're collaborating on in in, in August this uh, the uh, Bailey Seton Hospital. Then in September, we've got two investigations. We're coming to well, kind of your neck of the woods. Uh, to investigate. Tell us about the location. The first one is the cottage, right?
1: Yes, Brunella Cottage. This is in Galleon, Ohio, which is like 25 minutes from where I grew up, where I'm from, Marion, Ohio. Um, This is uh, a very interesting, uh, the bishop is the one who uh, built the place. He lived there with his family, his wife, um, he named the cottage after his wife. Her name was um, Ella, Ella Brown. So if you flip that, you get Brunella. So oh, he, he did all this for her. So um, it was all designed for her. You know, he was a bishop. He passed away, um, I believe, in the location. And back in those days, you know, um, they the embalming was different than of course what it would be now back then when they embalmed you and they they drained all the you know the blood out of your body and stuff they didn't just uh do whatever they do with it now they literally would just dump everything out in the yard so from what i'm understanding this is what happened with the bishop and he is still at this location he has been seen at this location uh, there he was uh there was a show on uh the Travel Channel called my ghost story, and someone had actually captured an image of the bishop, and it was really, really creepy. Hold on, because when I hold was
2: on, hold in on, place- hold on, they would take all the human innards and just spread them in the fields. Is that what you just said? More-
1: yes, and I'm trying to be careful. I don't, don't want to. I gotta be careful what I say. So. Please forgive me. I'm trying to watch what I say. But that is how they did it back in those days. And the lady that, gave the, um, that gives the tour was explaining to me that's what they did with the bishop.
2: They, so that was done everywhere. I don't, that was like I don't practice. Know,
1: I From what I was understanding from her, uh, yes. I don't know that they took his parts and put it out there, but I know the, the fluids were dumped out there.
2: Wow. I mean, so if you ate an apple tree where they were putting the body fluids at you're kind of a cannibalist.
0: Cannibalist or cannibal?
2: Cannibalistic. I cannibal.
0: I mean, Britt, think I mean, about it. Think it about it. It was 50, 60 years ago they were throwing more motor oil out in the backyard, uh, just disposing of it that way. Oh yeah, it's true. You know, there was just no regard for you had some land, you just threw the stuff you wanted to throw away on it and moved on. And uh, so that's not surprising. However,
2: there there are people that take, they, they, they take when they have childbirth, they take the placenta and it gets put in with like a, a rosebush type uh, bulb and then they plant that. And that placenta gives it the nourishment to grow and grow bigger and amazing. And I mean, so maybe maybe that's why food was more better back then. It was the human part of it. More so better. So like grain happening.
0: Yeah. More better. It was more better. Sure. Hey, words oh. are my second language.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll start throwing but- what at you. Yeah, yeah, I know you will. He is
1: definitely there. Um, He he loved that place. And his wife is still there. The grandmother is still there. Uh, When I went to this location, actually, Ghost Sisters investigated um, this location five years ago. And I can't remember everything that took place, but it was really good. But when I went back uh, three weeks ago and, and did a tour and I went live, let me tell you guys, it was intense. It was intense. Um, Got a lot of good stuff that was coming to me. We did a little mini investigation afterwards and got some really good communication. And I'm going to tell you, uh, these spirits followed me to my location here. They sure did. They were hanging out with me for probably about three days. And yeah, I did an investigation here at my house because I felt like something was around me and something was off. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to see what's going on. And sure enough, my REM pod was going crazy when I was asking, did you follow me from the Brunella Cottage? And the REM pod just went nuts. I mean, completely to it drained. I mean, it was drained by the time they got done.
0: Uh, Mandy, what do, you, wow. what do you think about uh, the apps, some of the apps that some investigators use? Do you like using apps for your investigations?
2: Like the phantasmic like box thing? The
0: Phasma box, some of and these other way. ones.
1: I have been on investigations where people have used that and it's, it's got, you know, some really interesting things have come through it that I couldn't explain, but, um, I'm not going to say, I won't say anything bad about them, but I personally don't use those. Um, I, I prefer my, my two boxes that I have. The only type of app we will use is when we are doing, um, the spray, that's where we're trying to capture images of spirit. And we have an app that records an in infrared, and it has a built-in Avilis Five.
2: The spray, what is that about?
1: We call it the spray. Um, this is where we use water and light to capture images of spirit. You know, water is a kinetic energy source of spirit. Right. Um, you can you can use fog, whatever you want to. People use different things, but we prefer water.
2: So how do you you like a little little spritzer?
1: Yeah, a mist sprayer. Yeah. And one of the the sisters will record. And, you know, you got to use a lot of light, bright light. And one of us is misting, you know, over the light. And we ask the spirits to come over here so we can take a picture. And sometimes you get some really compelling evidence and sometimes you don't. And you have to be careful because of pareidolia. You know, we are meant to see faces oh, and yeah. images. So, that is, you know, something that you can see a lot when you're recording something like this. So, but we have captured faces. I mean, full blown faces, full bodies, not all the time, but we've gotten some really compelling um, pictures from doing the spray.
2: Hmm. Anything you can share? I mean, not right now, but maybe down the road.
1: Oh, yes. Yes.
2: yeah maybe we should do that that'd be fun fun.
1: i we could do this uh when we come you know uh when we go to the Hmm. hospital
2: that'd be cool i'm interested in that i never thought about doing that that's interesting that'd be fun
0: after the uh the cottage we're then headed to the Ura shrine right? Is that, am I pronouncing it correctly? I've never been to this place. I've never been to either of these places, actually. But you speak very, very highly of it as a very, very active location. Tell us about it.
1: Um, it's called the Ura Shrine, and it's located in Bristol, Tennessee. And Ghost Sisters are ambassadors of the shrine. This is a hidden gem in Tennessee in a very weird location where you would not expect to see something like this place in tennessee it is literally in the bell bible belt like it's surrounded i mean you could throw a baseball and there'd be a church that's how you know awkward <laughs> <of> a... <laughs> seriously
2: it's that's it's a lot like, of churches is...
1: <laughs> but it, it, it's um, a unique place um it is uh, um, the caretaker, he is someone who, he, he, the yin and the yang, he has to balance things between the good and the bad, you know? Um, he started off taking over the location. It was his grandfather's and his cousins all stayed there years and years ago. Um, he worked in law enforcement and for years and he, after his family passed, he ended up taking it over. He started remodeling this loca- location back in the nineties. And when he started look, uh, remodeling, things started going crazy, getting really active. So he had some paranormal investigators come out, and when they did, they were terrified. This guy was taunting something that's in this cave. Um, there's something very dark, and there is dark things at this location, guys. What, make, what makes crazy.
0: what makes it a shrine, Mandy? What it's called? It's you're a shrine. What makes it a shrine?
1: Because it has it's a Japanese culture. So it has different rituals they do there. Um, you have Japanese. You have um, they practice. Uh, some people come and do witchcraft. They pra- practice their rituals there. Um, just different uh, practices go on at this location. But Japanese is one of the things that they do at this location.
0: All right. So we're going to be broadcasting live, streaming live at all of these locations, starting with the Seat Seton Hospital in August. Then we're going to the Brownell College Cottage in uh, in september and then almost immediately after that we're going to be at the euro shrine we're doing all of this live we're bringing our full production gear the whole thing you're going to see this investigation as though you were doing it yourself this isn't a three little pictures on a, on a screen thing this is the real deal uh like we do it here at paranormal reality tv is everything a ghost when you see it
1: no <laughs> okay. Good. Now, I'm not of those that everything Good. is um, paranormal, but I will say this: you know, I try to debunk things whenever something's going on and a noise, or if we think. Just, I try to debunk things because I don't want to assume everything is a spirit. Right. Um. Oh, I have a question for you guys.
0: Okay. When Uh-oh. we
1: are out there, are is there going to be someone following all of us with a camera? Say what if someone yeah. goes over here to do an exhibition? So we're going to have somebody watching with the camera.
0: Yes, everything. I, there'll be a cameraman following every team. Uh, every team. Everything right. and 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 anything could be live. So if you need uh, time away from the camera, you need to let people know so they don't follow you. Because <laughs> there are times you need to, you need a moment. You know you need to take a breath, and we get that. But but unless you say I that. There's most likely going to be a camera on you somewhere because we not only have the people walking around with the cameras, but we also have static cameras uh, placed strategically as well. So more than likely, yeah, the, the DV more than likely you're on the camera.
2: D- the DVR system is tied into the into the broadcasting, so wherever you see a DVR camera, it could be sending out signals. So don't potty in front of this DVR camera. <laughs>
1: Listen, I get so wrapped up in the investigations that I don't take time to, to hardly get to the restroom <laughs> because yeah. I'm so into what I'm doing. It's like I forget to go pee or something, you know.
2: <laughs> I used to be able to hold it. Now I got it. Every time I see a bathroom, I got it. Let me take a pit stop. Be sure. <laughs> yeah. Old age sucks. Don't get old <laughs> if you can help it. Ugh.
0: So in addition yeah. to all this, Mandy, you're going to be introduced to some of the silliness that we bring to our programming. Um, you see the shirt that Britt is wearing right now. That is one of his consolation prizes that he had to wear, which he ended up liking, which really kind of defeated the whole purpose. He ends up liking these, the these, cat. <laughs> these cat shirts. That- I
1: love the cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well they also
2: got me they the first shirt they made me wear was uh was one of the care bears with the rainbow <laughs> and you know, all the unicorn stuff. And I wear that I wear it all the time. I go I, I embarrass the hell out of my kids. Uh and we I have one
0: when I was younger. <laughs> we uh, yeah we we have a, sh- uh, a shirt that uh, one of our supporters Iowa Joe had made up that we, I was supposed to bring to the last investigation and completely forgot it. I will be bringing it to this one. Britt will be wearing that one among some other some other treasures I'll call them. Uh, and we have a lot that's of. That's if
2: we meet. That's if we meet the criteria.
0: That's true. We have basically
2: to meet. the criteria is subscriptions and you know people the growth and we challenge our audience to you know if if I'm going to wear a stupid shirt they're going to have to work for it.
0: And one more thing I'll let you know, Mandy, just to warn you, uh, is that our live investigations, when we're streaming them live, we uh, we encourage uh, viewer and chatter uh, guidance. Because as you know, when you're in a dark room investigating... Uh, you know, we act, when we're in those rooms, we can see very, very little uh, people at home watching with the benefit of the IR cameras actually see a lot more than we see. They can see things move that we can't see. They can see shadows that we can't see. They can see a whole bunch of things that we just don't have the ability to see because we're in the pitch black much of the time. So they will tell us, hey, uh, you know, the 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 curtain in the back corner just moved. You need to go check it out. So Chad is directing us throughout the entire investigation too, which. Uh, adds a whole nother level of eyes and ears and input into what we do. So it's a lot of fun.
1: I can't wait. And you guys are going to love us girls because we, we, we're fun. We, we have fun. <laughs> Good. and
0: We're all going to be oh, I just much. Like, I like fun. I That's perfect. Life
2: is, ah. Mandy Mike is way too short to not have fun. Mandy,
0: if somebody wanted to uh, contact you for, for one of your readings or, or anything, how, how is, what's the best way for that to happen?
1: Uh, if you would like a personal reading with me, you can contact me on Facebook or TikTok, I'm Intuitive Medium Mandy, and uh, just send me a message, and I will send over uh, you know my rates, and I'll get you booked.
0: Perfect. Now you and I, you and I, will be corresponding or communicating a lot in the next couple of weeks as we prepare for the Bailey Seton Hospital. And uh, get ready for that monstrosity that we're going to be uh, venturing. We're going to be like we're going to be like the cockroaches in the in the big building. You know, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. But hey, thanks thanks for hanging out with us tonight, Mandy. It was a real real treat. Really really great to get to know you better, and looking forward to uh, collaborating on these projects. Britt, we've got a lot of work to do because you saw the picture of that of that hospital. I mean yeah, you, I, you and I toured it back in when? when was it, June? When did we go over there? June,
2: something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be a challenge. I mean, this is a big, big, big I mean on our budget. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not sci fi doing, you know, the live ghost hunter weekend thing where you have four hundred and fifty crew members at a million dollars to spend. It's just me and you and our kids and some crew members and um, a very small budget. Yeah. So, but we're gonna pull it off and we it's are. gonna be amazing we are. and uh, and uh, yeah yeah so you don't have to be a big network anymore to bring great great content to the interwebs yeah and uh, I love the fact that we actually have camera people and we have a way to to get out of the phone all the you know we're able to do the the, the night I shot I, I just love that we're able to be at that level of technology and you know we can properly mic people and have good audio. so, you, so the, the, the people that are taking the time to watch us, can at least hear what the hell's going on. I <laughs> can hear it and
0: see it. Know, yeah. yeah,
2: I, mean, I see it and then be a part of it. Right. So right. I, it's it's a fun project that just uh, it just does a lot. It's a. We're going to be mentally... At the end of the third investigation, uh, all we're going to do is sleep for four days.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think you're right. And hopefully you'll get home, too. Last time after the investigation, you took you three oh, days. Three days to get home.
2: <laughs> three days to get home. It <laughs> was ridiculous. Tyler was like, I am never flying again, Dad. I am done. I am never flying again. Yeah. Man, we almost... Yeah, I was going to make him sleep in the airport because if it was just me, I would have crashed in the airport. This it used to happen when I was on Ghost Hunters all the time. And I'd just find a corner and curl up and go to sleep, you know, but uh, but he was not having it. So I had to, you know, it was like an extra $200 a night for a room. And it was just, uh, that was miserable. And then I find out I had another friend who took five days to get home from Philadelphia. Oh, totally. God. Just, with everything canceled, it was it was insane. And, you know, our, 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 don't get me started. Don't get me started, please. I don't want to go down that road right now. I'm having a good time. Mandy was a nice delight, and uh, um, I, I'm excited. Yeah, and I can't wait to watch the. I can't wait to watch the sisters work, and uh, it's either going to be a cat fight or it's going to be a giggle fest.
0: I think it's going to be more the giggle fest than the cat fight. And you know, it's also refreshing to hear her hmm. say, hear, hear her say, as a medium, you know, uh, hear her say that you know she she I, I, she didn't use the word skeptic, but she she really takes a scientific approach, even though she is a medium yeah. to the evidence that she's experiencing instead of just assuming yeah, everything is a ghost. I mean, how many times have we had to deal with everything's a ghost and you know, it's just not, it's just simply it's not.
2: not slow down, slow down, analyze process. Right. And then at the end of the day, once you do all that, if it's a WTF, then it's a more profound WTF. Yep. Oh, for those that are, uh, are, are enjoying our paranormal cartoons and, um, yeah uh uh that that little adventure we're on boy let me tell you uh we've been working on scripts today and it's we're getting better and better at our writing and a lot more funnier fun a lot more, more funnier. complex a uh, mm-hmm. lot more funnier a lot more uh complex <laughs> scripts etc um oh also for those that are the 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 subscribers on Facebook and uh Twitch we will be we we've written uh we have a script now that we're writing that has uh specific characters to uh, invite some of you oh, subscribers yeah. to read yeah. some of the lines for us.
0: Yeah. Um I don't know how we should do that. I know there are a lot of people, a lot of subscribers that are that are logged in now watching whatever. If you want to voice a character, when I say voice a character, it's going to be one line, maybe two lines. It's not going to be anything major, so it's going to be easy. Message us. I think that's probably the best way to do it right now.
2: I don't know. I think we're running. I think people are starting to get No, they bored they and, are uh, and I just want to so. give
0: my give my pitch again for subscribers first of all. Thank the people that have subscribed, because even though we haven't had as much of an opportunity to do some of the special content, uh, we ramp that up whenever we can. But it, more importantly than that, the subscriptions help us get out on the road and do this. These are not small projects, as we've outlined to you, having uh, people like the Ghost Sisters join us. We've got, um, uh, I, I, I think I think she goes by Intuitive Erica Marks, I think is her name, another psychic that's going to be joining us at some point for an investigation. I think the Bird Mansion that we're doing uh, the weekend after we're doing the Bailey Seaton Hospital, um, you know, it, it, those things are really expensive. Bringing people together, getting them to the same place, putting them up, and uh, the equipment we have to get employed, all that stuff is very, very uh, expensive. So your your subscriptions, your support, whether it's through STARS or Super Chats or just subscribing, it is all very, very appreciated. It helps us do all of this. Um, it makes the burden a little lighter on the two of us as we as we move forward doing this. So thank you. And if you would remember to, if you're on uh, Twitch, and remember to link your Amazon Prime account as a subscription, that gives us financial credit, even though it doesn't cost you anything. That would be helpful too. So thank you to everybody who has done it. And thank you to everybody who is going to do it. We really, really appreciate that. So thanks, everybody. And we will, we'll see you again very, very soon. Promise.